I tried to do nothing. I tried not to do anything. And, and really, I mean, people have asked me, like, what do you do? And it's like I'm constantly pushing the next thing because once something's solved, I don't want to do it. Like, get it to someone else. Podcast Junkies, episode 10. Yes, 10. We did it. I don't know what it is yet, but it's a minor milestone. And we're back, and we've got in this conversation Chris Chigi. He and I are part of a uh, mastermind, which uh, is a topic I continue to hammer on. Um, you've probably heard it a couple of times in these interviews. Can't stress enough the importance of it. I myself am in three groups, and I get benefit um, for different parts of my business uh, from each one of them. This one specifically is called Dynamite Circle, and uh, it's extremely helpful, and I've gotten a lot of good tips. It's uh, These folks are more specifically location-independent, so Chris himself was calling me from Bogota, Colombia, which is pretty cool, <laughs> and uh, we talk about the app that I was working on, and just his whole mindset in terms of outsourcing he alluded to it in the opening uh, comment but he is a 100% proponent in the outsourcing model and I think it's just because it frees up frees up his, his brain to focus on the more product productive aspects of his business I wholeheartedly agree and I hope you find the conversation um, interesting. It, it is uh, mobile-focused, um, but I think there's a lot of nuggets of general um, business wisdom in there um, and just ideas on how to work more efficiently and uh, some of the things that they've uh, struggled with as they started their podcast. Let me know what you think. I'm trying to think. Um, I first heard of you through the mastermind we're in, Dynamite Circle. Yep. Yep. And you were the mobile guy. <laughs> you and Patrice. One, one of the few, man. There, there, there's not, there's not a big representation of mobile there, which I guess kind of surprised me because I see this opportunity as humongous, and that's a pretty aggressive, ambitious crowd or crew. So, um, yeah, it was like Jesse was like the resident. Jesse Lawler was like the resident mobile guy. And then it took me going out to the event in Bangkok to say, dude, there's more here of us. And, you know, so like we're there was a group of us that had maybe each of us had like 50 apps and uh, we were just kind of all spread out. And Patrice kind of created this mastermind inside of the D.C. And that's what kind of brought us all together. But, um, yeah, it's, there weren't there's not that many still in the D.C., which is cool because then I get to be like uh, I get to add some value somehow because I know this stuff pretty well. Yeah, and it's not just like folks that are, have one app. Like you said, you guys. You, so you came in. You came in with your portfolio. No, dude, no. I started. My first app came out in May of two years ago, 2013, yeah. 2012. Um, but. Uh, but then it took me six months to get like the next one out, and it was a slow process. I think I joined the DC around November, and it was hugely helpful, like mentally. I was living in Baja, right on the beach, but in this little—not actually it wasn't little, but in this little town, uh, a regular like house. 
but my neighbors were 80 and every no one works anywhere around and um it's just a it was an awesome place to focus and take my like career or life kind of to a different direction than the nine to five thing that I'd been doing for a decade. Um, and I loved it. I read a lot. I got a lot done. Um, and it was, it was like a cocoon. I went there and took my life in a totally different direction. But, um, um, there just wasn't a lot of people to bounce ideas off of or Even when you talk to your friends, they're doing the nine to five things. You're trying to get away from that. And, uh, so hooking up with the DC was huge. I didn't even do anything. I, I never even knew how to do use a forum like i didn't even understand what what are these the amas ask me anything <laughs> i didn't know what anyone was talking about oh yeah, yeah. Um, i had never used twitter and to think like a year later i'm like host of a podcast that's pretty successful um it's pretty trippy but it's awesome um to be talking to other people that are making stuff happen uh and that's what i felt like what i got from joining the dc yeah i mean i actually started with an app too uh, I think I mentioned it in there is uh, the Know Your DJ app. Yeah. So yeah. I'm kind of doing both things in parallel. Um, and it's two different mindsets, and you got to learn, like, the the ASO marketing you learn for there. You can, uh, you know, some of the things you can kind of apply, but then when you try to do something like market a podcast, you're it's a completely different beast, and I'm it's, sure you're seeing yeah, that as well. Yeah, it feels a lot more like uh, Internet marketing, yeah. which some people it feels like are, like, car use car salesman type of internet marketers but um uh but if you take like best practices or or utilize or research what fits best for you and your personality and everything man i'm having a really fun time in fact i mentioned jesse lawler him and i are working on a new app diagnostic tool and i mentioned it in mobile 10x and i don't know if we're going to talk about 10x but um um and uh, so because now I'm not just selling like to people at 99 cents or are free in the app store by the hundreds and thousands a day, it's uh, like I have to, you know, it's $200 a month. I got to do some real content marketing. And I understand the concepts of inbound marketing and HubSpot and all the things, but then tying it all together, like, okay, do I tweet from my account or from App Jetpack? And what's Google Plus and how do I use it? And all these little things, like uh, it's amazing how much there is to learn. And um, it's awesome. It's I mean, it's it, there's just so much out there and it's so much to learn. And, and the podcast is amazing. So if people aren't doing podcasting and are content marketers or even have a product or service or a full on business. Man, it's amazing how much attention or traffic or respect or connection you can make um, once a week through a podcast. It's it, uh, you're pricing that, too. Although this is what ep- episode eight or nine or something. Yeah, You're going to be nine. Nice. OK. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's like you said, uh, that whole concept of surrounding yourself with like-minded people. I saw something that was interesting, because you usually, you usually hear the, the you are the sum of the five people uh, you most hang out with, and then I think it was, um, yeah, and I just heard you on the Foundation podcast as well, that's why Andy, Andy, come, Andy Drish comes to mind right now. But okay. he said something in one of those uh, Foundation uh, webinars or courses, and he said, take the average of the five the of your five closest friends and take their salary and average mm-hmm. and average that and that's about how much mm-hmm. money you make. Okay. <laughs> so while that's true and I probably I tend to agree with them there, what was happening for me is yeah, we were all killing it. Like I'm an older dude, like I'm thirty seven and I'm I've been old. doing this for two years. I got to be so thirty five. Oh you're older than me? Yeah. <laughs> uh it's that you're better looking at me, it's your Latin blood I guess. Uh and 
uh, all my friends, we're all making good money. We're all living in the Bay Area. You know, we have good jobs. We manage people, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, but we're all employees. And so yeah. if you're making 200 grand as an employee, that's a lot different than if you're making 200 grand, even as a consultant, which isn't even owning anything. Mm-hmm. Then go to the next step of owning something like a, a, for me, like little pieces of software that then are worth 15 months revenue after that. Um, it just is night and day. And that's where I was struggling, where all my guys were buying their million dollar houses and feeling really good about where they were in life. And I'm making the same amount of money thinking, gosh, this is not where I want to be in life. Um, so it was huge. In fact, I think it came up on that interview on the foundation where he's like, dude, that's not very common where people who are killing it walk away from it and decide to start over. And that's just kind of what I did. Um, but I, I mean, it's working out really well for me. Uh, so yeah, what you I find, wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. And then what you find is like uh, along the topic of the, that average, uh, the average, you know, company you keep, you have to be with people that are in the same mindset. And that's why I went over to NMX, the New Medium Expo in January, because I said, I got to surround myself with folks that are in this tribe. And you don't realize till you get to somewhere like that. Or you, I mean, it starts with something like the forum, obviously, like the Dynamite Circle. But mm-hmm. when people start talking the same language, and more importantly, they've been doing what you've been doing or something similar, and they're at different levels. And obviously, you're looking at the people that are higher than you, and you know, they aspire you to, to move to that direction. Yeah. Whereas the, I mean, I'm in still in the transitory phase from like corporate to my own thing. So I I can, I'm definitely at that point where things are comfortable and you see where you can go. But at the end of the day, like you said, you're not the boss, and it's a matter of, you know, if okay, so you make another, even if let's say you make another hundred k, it's like almost like you have like another hundred k in in expenses and yeah, right. You still commuting and you're traveling wherever your boss wants you to travel and like it's just. You got to wear suits sometimes. I mean, that's not that's not my style. And, uh, you know, we'll walk around like San Francisco is great for that because the billionaires are all wearing like sweats. Like you can't tell by what people wear. But, you know, um, I'll have friends say, oh, why don't you dress up more? It's like because that's the (laughs) that's the uniform of an employee. I'm the boss. man. I can dress whatever I want. Yeah. Have you heard of uh, Solopreneur Hour? Uh, No, but I saw it's in Dumas's thing. So. Um, I, I don't think I've listened to it yet, but I've been scanning through some of the titles, and um, yeah, there's there seems to be a lot yeah, of like so, interesting things. So uh, Michael O'Neill is the host of that show, um, okay. and it's the Solopreneur Hour, and he that, that's kind of his phrase that he's tagged, and he said uh, his his goal was to be what he called unemployable. Yeah, I'm there, dude. Yeah, and no, it's so funny <laughs> because I've heard you on a couple of interviews already. I, I think uh, you were on the Foundation, and you were on the iPhone app experiment. Yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you you almost made it a point to to stress how much like you would try to go to these interviews and you're like you would almost talk people out of hiring you. Uh well, you know, that specific experience was when I left my last job and I knew I wanted to do something on my own and it was the time like I had just broken up with a a big girlfriend that I was living with. And um, then I left the job, I think two or three months later, and then I decided to move. So there's all these big things all of a sudden where it's just like, dude, this is the time to make a change. But I hadn't decided a direction and I hadn't told people for sure that I didn't want the job. So I was still going on interviews and getting calls and all this weird stuff where my mind wasn't in it. And it it got to the point where I was getting offers and I was saying, oh, you know, I don't know if I'm going to be able to to get you that you want like that kind of stuff right yeah so it was like a very specific time in my life where it was like two months where i hadn't picked where i was going yet with my life 
specifically, meaning, okay, I'm going to go do mobile and it's going to be mobile apps. I'm going to go learn mobile apps. Um, and so, yeah, it took me like turning down a couple before I realized, dude, I'm never going to accept a job. It's never going to happen. So at that point, I wasn't unemployable. I just realized there was no job that I wanted. Um, it took about a year before I realized I'm utterly unemployable um, in a good way. Like I've always my bosses have always told me that I'm a hard guy to manage, not because I won't listen, but because I have my own ideas about how to do stuff. Um I mean, I should have done this a long time ago. That's the bottom line. And maybe it took maturity or maybe it took like more confidence or something. But I've been this way for a long time. And I'm just so grateful that I took the leap two years ago and that, you know, it's not like I'm a millionaire yet. And that a millionaire is, is not a lot of money. Like that's not the goal isn't a million. The goal is to like keep making cool companies and, and selling them. Um, so I'm still very, very early in this whole journey. Uh, but, man, I wouldn't trade it. Like it's just I can't imagine still working at a job, any of the jobs I had. I mean, yeah. I don't have a dream job, you know? <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean, I have some flexibility because of um, I'm more in a consulting role and I am do a ton of work from home. So it's going to be almost like an easier transition. It's not like I went straight from an, uh, five days in a cubicle thing and then the next day I'm in my pajamas. So, okay. <laughs> so it'll be interesting um, as that progresses. There's another um, guy, Gre uh, Greg Hickman, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he does mobile mixed. I've uh, interviewed him already, and he started a new podcast called Leaving Corporate. Uh, which, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, which is interesting. So I can get you hooked up with him and get you on his show. So I think that you'd have a, I think a, a, a good time talking to him about that. You know, I know we would. We've connected on email a couple times, and uh, I think one of them was right before the Bangkok event. But I think Greg's a little bit. He's different than my business for sure, um, but our interests definitely overlap. And he's one of these guys that. Um, is making stuff happen and it's fun to talk to people who are making stuff happen um yeah. so and you know what i've got like two new services and products coming out i got my own podcast so i'm thinking i and i joined dumas's uh podcast paradise and one of the things is hey invite other people to be on your podcast kind of like what we're doing right now right yeah, yeah. and i did that with dennis bowles of uh iphone app experiment i think and uh um, yeah, so I'm thinking, gosh, do I go contact like 10 targeted podcasts and say, okay, I'm here, I'm ready, come interview me, you know? It's kind of a weird feeling, but um, I think I need to do that because I have some things I need to sell, you know? Yeah, well, or, or just, if you, I think if you keep talking to people, like like we're talking, you're going to find there's like a, it's, it's not that it's a tiny circle, but it's, you know, a couple hundred folks maybe that are doing the same sort of thing, which is good and bad, because at some point, the, all these podcasts start to sound the same. Yeah. But well, you're a good example of it being a small circle because I then applied to do the podcast paradise like list or something. And you're like, oh, yeah, it is Harry. Da, 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 da. So, I mean, that's it's that uh, has just started happening with me where I'm starting to recognize more and more that a lot of people are involved in different things and we keep running across each other. Right. So it's cool. I love it. Yeah, it's cool. And actually, I, I took um, Greg on as a coach for a couple of sessions. And that's that's been pretty interesting because you, it's almost like that concept of. Um, working or picking the brains of folks who are just like a little bit higher than you, you know, maybe a, yeah. a year higher, you know, a year yeah. ahead of you, and they've done some things that have been working for them, and you've been watching them from the sidelines, and you're like, oh, this guy's got a plan. Yeah. So, well, and you know, we're not all experts at everything, right? So I'll look at Dumas and I say, okay, I'm going to ask Dumas podcasting questions, right? Or Kate, I'm going to ask Kate podcasting marketing slash. Uh, what is it? Community management type questions, right? Which I'm terrible at. I don't understand all this stuff. I'm getting better. Um, but then I'm hoping at some point, Dumas, when he has mobile questions, he'll ask me. So we're all 
we all should strive to be, be the expert at something. Um, but but a lot, a lot of, a lot of these, these guys are going to be very famous. That we're not. You can't be great at everything. It's really rare, right? Um, so I fully recognize that I'm going to be having mentors and various things I'm doing all across everything I'm doing, um, which is awesome because. I mean, everyone, that's another thing about this kind of community is everyone is just so helpful. Like no one is worried about sharing information. Oh, you're going to have a podcast that competes with me. It's not, it doesn't work like that. Right. Um, which is, it, it, I mean, it just, I just feel like I found my tribe and it happened. It clicked about a year and a half ago where it's like, oh, there's a lot of people in the world like me that aren't yeah. like afraid of competition and aren't afraid of, are, are happy to share what they've learned. And so it's been a really fun ride. <clears throat> yeah, and if you think about it, I mean, okay, let, let's put the number at a thousand. I mean, but that's a thousand people doing the same thing, marketing to a, you know a potential <laughs> audience of what millions? I mean, so billions, yeah, <laughs> billions or six billion people in the world. So, <laughs> the, hey, I was going to ask you. I listened to is it WordPress Curve Dan Norris WP and Curve, yeah, WP Curve, yeah. So uh, I'm going to sign up for that service. It's a no brainer, right? I, they there is a comp- competitor to them, and um, anyways, so they're the guys. I. I've never met Dan Norris. I think he's in the D.C. as well. But I see that picture of him everywhere, like that side shot where he's kind of – so he's all With over the brown the place. shirt, yeah. Yeah, right. And uh, and you mentioned something on the podcast. Maybe right when it started, you're like, this is harder than I thought it was going to be because editing is the son of a bee. Are you outsourcing that or are you doing that? So right now I'm – Editing everything because I've I do I've I've DJed for a while and I've mm-hmm. produced like electronic music tracks, uh-huh. so I use Ableton Live and that's the tool I'm using now. And I know probably no podcasters using that. They're all doing Audacity, <laughs> right. GarageBand, but I'm comfortable yeah. like editing tracks. So I have my template right now, and I'm and I'm a bit OCD, so <laughs> I like to know how everything's going to end up at the end of the day. So I'm still only about six, uh, five or six edits in. I think when I get to about ten. I do have a VA, and you know, I may even need to take on another one. But I'm I'm getting clearer and clearer what I'll be able to automate in terms of the yeah, process. Nice. And so, yeah, it, I can't imagine editing. It's podcasts. a lot of different pieces, and I'll talk to you about some stuff I'm putting together in terms of like a whole um, series on videos on ways to shave time off your launch. Okay. Because there's a ton of tools that are out there. Things like uh, IFTT. Which is if this then that. It's uh, yep. It does a yep, lot of cross, cross links between services, which is really helpful. Obviously, um, using you know Google Sheets to create um, some sort of checklist to make sure you're not missing what do you mean, anything. What do you mean launch? Like in between us recording and it going live on iTunes? Yeah. Okay, oh, got two, it. Two got things. It. There's two things really um, when you think about a launch. One is getting ready to get into iTunes. So everything you have to do to maximize, get your three episodes ready, and you've obviously got to get those edited. And then once it's launched, then you're kind of in a marketing phase. So there's things that you have to do from preparing each episode now. Now you're thinking about each episode and you've got to think, okay, what are the 20 steps I got to do every time from the moment I book someone or even reach out to someone? Yeah. There's a cool uh, plugin for Gmail called Streak. Uh, okay, and haven't heard of that it's, one. It's free, and sh- I'll send you the link of stuff. And, I'm, um, and for the listeners, I'll put it in the show notes as well. But it's uh, it's a CRM tool, a very simple CRM tool, and you do you can change the the lead boxes so you show called, uh, responded, uh, uh, confirmed, and and booked or something like that. Some just some mm-hmm. simple pipeline, and you can really see at a glance what you have in terms of your guests, because a lot of what I know what John preaches at least is to have 
lined up, you know, in the can, 10, yeah. 20 interviews. And it's good, too, because I'm, I'm, I'm actually still getting to that point. I, mean, I want to be, I want to have the five done, and, and just that way I can take my time to do other things like market and create new products or reach out to guests and stuff like that. Because if you're working on a week-to-week basis, at some point you never feel like you're going to get caught up. See, but that's why I outsource everything, including the scheduling guests and everything. I forget it's a it's a service. Well, what is it? It's in the podcasters paradise. The girl from New Hampshire that will uh, get your get you guests and then um, work with them to like schedule them and confirm with them and everything. It's like six hundred bucks a month for okay. me. That's that's a bargain. Like I tried to do nothing. I tried not to do anything. Yeah. And and really, I mean, people have asked me, like, what do you do? And it's like I'm constantly pushing the next thing because once something's solved, I don't want to do it. Like get it to someone else. In fact, right now, just while we were talking, my Dropbox updated with ABP 024, like the 24th episode of App Business Podcast that just was just edited. And it just happened with me sitting here talking to you. And that's how I like to roll with let me figure it out. I mean, I don't try to pass it to them and say, go figure it out. I figured out pass it to them, and then make sure it's happening the right way. That way I can go work on other stuff. I'm assuming you're a big uh, – obviously, with, with, with a plant, with a process like that, you have your SOPs in place. Your, oh, I'm SOP master, man. Yeah. <laughs> <And> for, <laughs> I think it's called Work – is it Work the System work or the something system. like that? Yeah. Absolutely amazing book, yeah. The minute anyone mentions SOP, usually Work the System comes right after Yeah, that. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I actually blew through that book because a lot of it is intuitive, and he's almost yeah. kind of saying things that you already know, um, mm-hmm. Sam Carpenter. But uh, SOP is, uh, again, for the folks who might not know, standard, is it standard operating procedure? Yeah, I always put, when I'm referring to it, process or procedure. I, yeah. It seems like, you know, some people use document, SOD. Yeah, I've seen um, that as well. Yeah, I don't know. As long as you have one, who cares what you call it? Yeah, but as long as you have 30. I mean, yeah, that's really what and at the end of the day, when it comes to a VA not doing something that they were supposed to, I heard someone say once, I, I realized very quickly that it's my fault because I didn't document the procedure well enough, and that's why... Yeah. He or she didn't do what they were asked to do. Right. So, and you have a gold mine if you have a VA that says, hey, this isn't working right. Like my, I got a VA now, and she's like, I said, oh, you'll get it. You'll learn. You'll learn what I'm talking about. She's like, no, just put it in right. I'm like, oh, wow. This is like her second hour on the job. I'm like, okay, I found a winner here. Yeah. Because uh, that's what I need. I need someone that has the confidence to say, hey, no, it should be like this. Don't make me think too hard. Just put it in here. Um yeah, another good trick is uh, go on vacation and see what breaks, and you know, like just don't touch anything for four days and see what happens. And yeah, the issues will rise to the top quickly. I did some interesting stuff with the actual app marketing that um, she's spending a lot of her time on, and that's uh, since it's electronic music, it's DJs. She's, yeah, she's reaching out to managers, and and I taught her how to do the first couple, and at at one point I was jumping in there and checking the drafts of the emails. And then the draft started piling up, and I said, "You know what? Just send it." And because I can't be sit- I can't be the bottleneck. Yeah. I can't be the yeah, bottleneck, right. and it's worked. I mean, I've had managers responding back in emails, and I'm I'm just responding so to I actually, those. Actually, I have your app here, and I was gonna try to see if I could figure out a way to help you monetize it or something. But what I really notice here, and especially the way you're talking about it now, uh, we just actually did a, a, a podcast on this, and it was don't fall in love with your idea. And you're in love with your idea, but it's not monetizing really well. So do you have plan? And I'm looking at it, and it's almost like one of these apps where you almost have to have the monetization plan in place before the app is built. Have you thought of either a pivot or another 10 apps that you're going to do? Like, are you planning on having a large app portfolio? No, the, the plan isn't. I think it was never to be one of these 
I did I did one reskin. It's uh with um Trey Smith's um, Game Academy thing? Yeah, Game Academy. No, before the Project Mayhem, I think it was called. Okay. Yep. So I did that and then I realized, you know, that's a, a lot of work. And, and and to be quite honest, it's not <laughs> something I'm passionate about. Yeah. But yeah, I don't do that either. But yeah. electronic music, I mean, it's my love and I I I built an app that I would use. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that's something you mentioned as well when you were talking to Andy. But so we're, we're kind of working through it. My partner's in Berlin. He's uh, he's actually Colombian as well, and we just love electronic music. So we're just building something that's good and just incrementing. We're in version 1.8, so it's not monetizing now. And obviously, I'm testing different things, including uh, Facebook ads, Twitter ads, to push mm-hmm. traffic. But I don't think the um, so the traffic could be better. But the other thing is, um, what do you call it? Oh, mon- the in-app purchases. So. Yeah. Well, how are you supposed to make money? Like they're going to find other DJs that they like and then um, buy the music through iTunes? No, right now the, the only in-app purchase is if you try to favorite more than five DJs, it'll ask you for the 99 cents. Ah, uh, okay. Dude, I'm not into electronic music and I'm looking through the names. Like I look for Adams for Peace because that's the only one I know yeah, yeah. and I don't even know if that's considered electronic. And uh, yeah, Bearskin, Barum, Bear Noise, Bart, Bart Be More, Bart Skills, Basement Jacks. <laughs> I'm sure some of your favorites, but I've never heard of any of these guys. Daft Punk is in there. Uh, okay. Hey, there's one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't. I'm not into this stuff. But it doesn't matter if I'm into it. it if, if it works, it works. Um, yeah, I was hoping I'd be able to like look at it and go, oh, this is what you're missing. But it's not really one of those apps, right? It, it's not like it's. There's one that you might be missing. Hey, of your favorited DJs, here's music that you might want to buy. Yeah. But, yeah, and I'll, I'm, I'm sure I want. I definitely had uh, as a note. I'll, I'll pick your brain maybe uh, after the call and in, in a bit more detail mm-hmm. um, about different ways. Oh, but you I, did it, dude! You said pick your brain. Isn't that a? Aren't we outlawed from saying that? Why? No? <laughs> did you go? Were you at the Bangkok event? No, no I didn't make the first uh, one. Oh yeah, no. that was like a big thing where they're like, oh, never ask to pick your brain because it means like, hey, give me free consulting. I don't care. I'm not saying that about me and you. I'm just saying. Yeah, anyways, it's just something that I remembered. So when you were, like, you had the, you were doing the apps, and then you realized at some point you wanted a podcast to go along with it. Dude, no. <laughs> Not like Not that? even, no, but I'm so happy it happened like this. Um, uh, no, I was just busting out apps, and we were on a, we were on our mastermind, and it was, our mastermind, I, I kind of, like, blew up on the mastermind. I was making... 25 bucks a day, like in Mexico, like hoping that I would not have to go back to work. And I gave myself a long, gosh, I always forget this word runway. Um, so I had like years that I was going to be able to like get by and not make a lot of money. And even now, even as much money as the companies are making, I'm only paying myself $2,000 a month. So for if, if people, uh, hear me talk and they see my apps or they see like they research what apps I've sold and see how much money I've made or whatever, I'm still only paying myself $2,000 a month. So uh, we're still living off that, and we just keep you know, making the companies in best position they can be. We don't scrimp on hiring VAs. We just keep growing and building. Um, what were we talking about? At the start of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, okay, so we're on this mastermind. I basically grew from 25 bucks a day to like 500 bucks a day. So it became like, oh, he's barely getting by to, oh, he's making 15000 a month type of thing, right? Um, and so it was a lot of fun to... And we all grew in different ways that way on the on our mastermind group. Well, David, uh, a young um, developer, German, lives in Munich, um, was 
saying, hey, I, we, I really want to start a podcast. I want to start one with you, da, 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 da. And I said, oh, I just don't want the distraction. I'm not big on doing lots of different things half-ass. I like pick my battles and then like run through walls to get them done, right? Yeah. So I'll be doing three things right now, but three things and that's it. Like not editing a podcast, not, nothing else. Like, yeah, I'm doing the podcast, but that's it. I just get on the microphone and talk. Well, and a shit ton of research. But um, so, okay, so he was bugging me for probably five months before I finally said, okay, but here's the deal. We're not going to half-ass it. And we're going to do 10 and see how we do. And after 10, we're not, I'm not committing past 10. And this not, is the I mean, guy who's your current host, right? Current co-host, yeah. yeah. Um, and so we just started doing it, and it was a lot of fun. And we sucked so bad in the beginning, and we had no music and anything. And uh, the goal was, okay, we want to record four before DC Bangkok. Because I don't want to get out there and be like, oh, I'm starting a podcast. I'm writing a book. I want to have these things done and started. So I like have new challenges to try to fix, right? New yeah. problems to solve. And uh, we just love it. In fact, we just announced that we're going to do three a week, Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays at 8 a.m. Central. So it's like we got, oh, we're going to do a Google Hangout on Friday to talk about what we talked about the previous week, just like five minutes of content. Um, yeah, we just really like it. And we're getting a ton of, what's the right word? People are reaching out to us like crazy. Um, and that makes it really encouraging. Like we get tons of emails. So uh, I think you're on mute. Say it again. No, I was just going to ask. Um, so you're doing the three, the three. You're going to switch it to three a week with the same yeah, podcast. Next week, yeah, next week's the first time. There's just too much to talk about, and we're like keep hitting general topics, but we'd rather dig in, like really sink our teeth into one idea and rap about it for twenty, thirty minutes, and that's what we're doing now. So we'll see how are it you, goes. Are you I mean, finding it a challenge uh, guest-wise? Then are, are you going to are you going to mix up the shows? Are you talking about a topic and it's just you and him? Or are you going to add? Yeah. We're probably like one third of our shows have a guest. Um, like we'll have we record on Thursday, so we will record tomorrow. Today's Wednesday, and uh, and so we have we had two scheduled, but one asked to push until next week. So we'll have one guest tomorrow, and then we'll record two of just our topics. So yeah, not having a guest and us being—he's a developer, I'm not. So we have that dynamic. So we just have always have tons to talk about. Um, um, so yeah, we're not short, we're not hurting for content or topics and we're not really relying on guests. So we kind of built it so that we can, um, scale without being reliant on kind of some other limiting factor. Yeah. It's interesting because I, I think I'm one or two episodes behind, but it's almost like when I get to the point where I have to, I said, okay, I have to put my, my app, uh, marketing <laughs> Yeah. mindset on so yeah. i say okay i see that you guys at business podcast has three or four episodes in the can i'm just gonna blaze through those four and it's almost like a intense uh deep dive <laughs> in the latest of what's happening because i think there was a point where you were talking about um tools um and a couple other things um you went through i think a series or, or three or four where just like new stuff you can use new marketing tools stuff that's come out you guys had reviewed it yeah so it's good because if i tried to like comb the web for all this stuff, I'd lose my yeah. mind because it's, it's every time I open the browser for this stuff, it's a rabbit hole. So you guys, it's so niche focused and that's why I love yeah. podcasts because I, if I want my fix of specifically like app related marketing business topics, you know, I'm going to pick, you know, of the three or four that are available. There's even like yeah. Gabriel's ASO podcast. I mean, yeah. <laughs> if you wanted to get even more like refined or, or designing for apps, that's another one. We haven't met the guy yet, but we want to have him on the show, I think. Um, yeah, you know, David's a German. He's like a real like stereotypical German. And I love people like that where he um, 
we, we, we've made a goal that we want everything to be really actionable. It's not just two dudes talking. It's two dudes talking about ways to make more money, ways to make better apps, ways to save time, et cetera. So we'll be looking at topics and talking. You know, I told you before we started recording here that Dave and I rarely talk in depth about the topic. We just say, OK, yeah, I read it because we want to have that discussion live. Um, and it ends up being more actionable that way because we're kind of like challenging each other a little bit and seeing what the other person learned or thought about it. But, um, um, yeah, we really strive to uh, one. In fact, it's funny that you said that without listening to the most recent episode, because we literally said, hey, we're trying to save you guys time and consolidating all this information. It was like almost word for word. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, we're hoping that people listen and say, oh, I'm getting something out of my 20, 30 minutes spent with those dudes. Um, and it seems like there are I mean, our listenership is going up like a thousand a month. And uh, I mean, nice. it's re- everything's really encouraging, but um, it's super great for us. I mean, if there were 100 listeners, it still forces us to do the research, and you can't get on a podcast telling other people best practices if you don't know it. Like, people are going to smell the BS, right? Um, so it's just been a, a really good learning thing all the way around. But then, of course, then it takes me to that next level where people um, uh, buy my book or they – which doesn't matter but you know people ask me about their ideas and they want me involved in their ideas and that's really cool because i love talking new ideas and i love being involved in new uh endeavors or enterprises or whatever you know so um yeah it's been a really cool thing and that's what you find right because when you get started you're like i'm i'm just a guy creating apps but now you're almost like a seen as a subject matter expert in that because if you had you've had success because you can articulate the success you've had and you know, not not everyone that has success can are able is able to talk about the success in a way that's relatable to people, and in a way mm-hmm. that shows them if you do this, this, and this, you can you know probably have some some level of success as well. So I tried to start being like not overselling who we were. You know, we're like two dudes trying to figure out figure it out just like everyone else. And here's what we're doing, and here's what we're figuring out. Um, but I think that resonates because it's not like we're some dude that his first app idea went to number one and I made a bunch of money. And now let me tell you all how to have a smash number one hit. It's not like that. It's more of like, hey, I've had 80 apps and um, I've sold some. So I've gone through that whole experience. You know, I've tried different ad networks. I've tried different things with ASO. I've tried a landing page. I've done all these different things. And so it's just the experience. It's almost like it doesn't matter the experience. It's just that you have some uh, makes a big difference, you know. But then – you know, th- this is said a lot for bloggers or other like consultants, like fake it till you make it or something like that. Like yeah. if you say that you're an expert on something, it forces you to be one because blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, so I wouldn't say we ever came off as like we're the experts, but it definitely forces us to know what's going on, have an opinion, research these things. You know, like it's been really helpful just for my portfolio just to do all the research that's involved in having a. 30 minute a week podcast, you know, and so now we're going to go to three a week and we're hoping that the learning's even that much more, you know, so it's very selfish. Yeah, <laughs> I do it. David and I are like learning and then broadcasting it like, hey, this is what we learned. What do you guys think? And that, and that seems to be really cool. People like that. I mean, that's usually the best approach because you, you can detect the sincerity in the fact that you guys are a excited about the topic. Yeah. We have had success in it and and see are continuing to learn and the fact that you're bringing that enthusiasm onto the show. I, I, that's what comes across for me because I've heard a couple and I'm sure every single niche in terms of podcasting has its uh, 
you know, copycatters, if you will. But mm-hmm. um, when I listen to you guys, I, I really feel like you, you've you've respectively done your homework so that you guys are bringing something to the table. And mm-hmm. and I feel like it's for that specific topic, it's something that I'm interested in that I'm getting something out of each out of each interview out yeah. of each talk. That's awesome to hear. I mean, that's think of where I'm. Think of how I'm feeling. Like five months ago, we didn't have a podcast, and it was like a strange idea for this 37 year old. Like, what's what? How do I do that? You know? And to now hear like, hey, this dude listens to it, and now I'm on his podcast, and he, you know, it's just a really cool uh, thing to be able to do this kind of stuff. And I, the main thing I think is if more people rec- got something helpful or learned something from David and I, and we're having discussions in the in the um, comment section of the web too. So we're trying to like engage with people that way too. And a lot through email, unfortunately, I mean, it's great, but I wish it was more public, you know? Um, but if some of those guys come up and make so, their way through marketing or app stores, then they'll, they'll be quick to say, Oh, I learned this, Chris, why don't you check this out? You know, like we all have so much to learn and no one's the expert at everything. And so, uh, the more people that we're trusted by and can then come back and do the same thing with us is, It'll be better for the whole community. Is the idea? When you say you're having engagement, uh, engaging conversations, is that with other members in like a mastermind, or is this with people that listen to the show and are providing comments? I, I, when I said that just now, I meant specifically with the people that are listening to the show. Um, like they'll write something in the comments, like, "Hey, I didn't understand this," or "What about this?" or "Hey, that one's a really good one." What about top, uh, addressing this? But I'd say it's probably ten percent is in the comments. And the rest is private emails to David and I, and it's cool. And some of them, there's a reason to be private. It's like, hey, I have this business idea. What do you think? How could, you know, blah, 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 which is my favorite. I love that. Um, Or just like, hey, why don't you have a designer on the show? That was the one we got recently, um, which is a good idea. Uh, But um, yeah, I mean, between some comments on the the website and random Twitter shout outs and then um, emails, it's like, okay, we've got some decent engagement going with the specific like at business podcast community. Um, And then, of course, we have our own mastermind that we all are in. And that's something different. Um, But that was the big thing last week we talked about was join a mastermind. Number one thing you can do, join a mastermind. Just don't even... And if you're shy about joining a mastermind, start talking with us in the comments. And that can be your first mastermind. We'll talk in the comments. But it, there's, it's so beneficial to be with ten other or six other people at your stage and go grow together. You know, it's, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the next round. Um, I yeah, think I think we, Patrice is starting them soon. Yeah, we, I, I, we needed, uh, I think it just needs some fresh blood because it was, we were down to like three people showing up for the calls on the last one. Yeah, so for, uh, we're talking about Mobile 10X, and Patrice uh, Archer is a guy who runs Mobile 10X, and it's a small community of, what, 55 people, something like that? Yeah. And everyone's trying to do these communities, and I, Greg Hickman has one for Mobile Mixed, and it's um, but it's really around, like, it's less about, like, people who are building out their portfolio and more, I think, for people who are trying to solve their business needs with mobile. Yeah, I don't he's wanna, doing like, more, mobile, bus- more bus- mobile business, yeah. Okay, yeah. And then Steve P. Young's got one, and he charges like 300 a quarter, which is reasonable, I guess, for um, a mastermind. And so there's different people doing different things, trying to like get what – I honestly, at this point, I feel like I was lucky to have this group of people that it just worked, you know? Um, and that was, but, it was uh, born out of Dynamite Circle, right? Mobile 10X was, yeah. yeah. It was basically like, hey, we've got all these uh, – 
we're so few mobile in, of this group of 800. There's like 12 people that are on mobile. And I mean, like dedicated to mobile, not like, hey, I have this huge Internet business and I might build a mobile app. No, like we don't eat if we don't build mobile apps and sell them. Right. And so there's just a few of us. So uh, we decided, hey, let's just start our, our own community um, that's just focused on mobile. And uh, as Patrice has found, building a community is not super simple. Uh, especially without a podcast or without you know a ton of content, it's just basically relying on the masterminds and uh, I guess the interaction in the public forums, right? But even that, I mean, it's free. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's not charging anything. I think what he's doing is charging fifty bucks if you join a mastermind and don't show up, right? I think that's a good idea. I think so too. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I just want more people doing cool stuff so we can all learn from each other, and that's really what we're trying to get in Mobile 10x. Um, um, but yeah, we'll see where that goes. I mean, I don't know where all this is going to go. A lot of the people that are starting with mobile are in the Chad Moretta, Carter Thomas, buy my Flappy Bird reskin and reskin it a hundred times. You're going to be rich. Um, yeah, I just don't like the direction those guys are going. And I feel bad that they've wasted such an amazing opportunity to be like thought leaders at, for indie marketers. Instead, they're like turned into internet marketers, and it's just like, dude, what are you guys doing? Yeah, it's funny. That's what I noticed. Uh, I mean, when I came in, I mean, I came in fresh, so obviously I got sucked into a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, I think Carter's was the first book I read. I think it was App Empire. And then, uh, so that's, oh, that's Chad Morota. But oh, yeah, Chad, Chad, sorry. That was yeah, a good one. Uh, Chad, sorry, yeah. And then, like, but like you said, now that's like, well, we've got the latest, hottest reskin of the latest, hottest game. And like you said, yeah. said you know, just do this and you'll be successful. Yeah. I mean, Trey Smith has a pretty cool software thing. I, I watched his video. But for instance, I got an email today from Chad Moretta. Um, and I'm, I don't want to bag on the dude because I read his book and it's great. And his book's like two years old, App Empire. It's, if you're in mobile, definitely, definitely check out the book. Even if you're not, it's got some good lessons just for any entrepreneur. Um, but like, I'll get an email today and it says, Hey, 91% app empire exclusive discount, you know, da, 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 da. And it's for Trey Smith's thing for 10 grand. It's like, dude, that's the same offer you get everywhere. Like, what yeah. are you guys talking about? And, oh, it's like, oh, because the game builder is a $50,000 value. It's like that crazy marketing that doesn't resonate with me. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure I'm, it's not like they're bad people because there are. It is a cool tool. Like the there isn't like it's not like Game Academy is a uh, scam. It's legit. Like it's super legit. And if yeah. you want to do those kind of games, I can't imagine a better uh, software building program for you. But um, there's other ways. And yeah, reskinning's cool. But build your own code and reskin that. I mean, that's better. Uh, I just I guess I'm just surprised at how much internet marketing like copywriting sales copy there is um instead of just being like super transparent i just it just surprises me yeah i think if you if you're in this space long enough all, you, your bs radar starts to go off more more often and then you know anything that seems like where they're pushing the urgency or act now or 10 spots mm-hmm. left and all that stuff. Yeah, only, hey, we're only going to do this price for this week only. Close at midnight, and I swear two weeks later, it's like, okay, by special demand. You know, it's like, come on. I mean, like, it's Man. just too much internet marketing for me. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know Tyler of App Review Me? Yes. Do you know that service App Review Me? Yeah, I'm using it off and on, not as much as I probably should be, but yeah. So Tyler and I spoke spoke yesterday, and that's another cool thing about a podcast is then it gets you out there. So then people like feel like they know you and they can talk to you. So Tyler and I talked for two hours 
yesterday or two days ago yeah. and just about all sorts of stuff. And we're both kind of similar kind of dudes. And um, we both were kind of rapping about this, this, how the marketing has kind of turned into this direction and all these newbies getting sucked into this. I'm going to be rich. I'm going to be rich thing. And so we were talking about building out a course. Now, it wouldn't be cheap. You know, we'll, it'll be like a podcast paradise. In fact, it's exactly that's what the inspiration is. It's I'll do the webinar on fire for 500 bucks with yep. Dumas. I'll buy lead pages, which I bought yesterday, and I'll figure out if there's a market for this thing. But the point is, it'll be like real. It'll be like, uh, here's how you do it. Like, yeah. Or not, here's how you do it, but here's all the tools to do it. Here's all the ways to do it. Here's the options. Not like, here's the cookie cutter. Just pay me money, and you're going to be rich. Like yeah. it, it, it didn't work like that for me. I doubt it's – you might get a lottery ticket and win, but I just – it just doesn't sit well with me the way it's marketed, and and uh, I think Tyler felt the same way. He's like, "Oh, we got a partner on that," because he wants to. He's the same way. He's like, "Dude, let's let's go out there and educate people on really how to do it um, from everything, like where to go to research if you need an LLC and what state's best and what we did and what about bookkeeping and, and accounting and what software is best and all the stuff I spent so much time figuring out. Just put it in a ten minute video like Dumas does and save me all that time. You know, I don't want to figure this out. Do, who better to learn from than Dumas, right? Yeah. Who's done like four hundred and eighty episodes or whatever he's at. Um so for me I'm not like the poster child of super successful uh uh you know, mobile app guy, but I have done it. I have sold apps for 50 grand a pop and I have made tens of thousands of dollars a month. And so I have done some of these things that people are trying to get to. I can travel all around the world whenever I want. Right. Um, so we're hoping, I don't know if we're going to be able to put that together, if that's going to be a real thing or not, but it's kind of like out, it, it comes out of being like depressed at what we're seeing from what used to be like thought leaders in this, yeah. in this space, you know? There's no reason you guys can't be the new thought leaders. So I guess I can't uh, invite uh, Carter and Chad to my podcast after this, <laughs> after this conversation. But uh, I but mean, I think again, I mean you're, like you're just being you're just being honest. I mean you just uh, yeah. It's not like they're doing bad things. It works for them, and I get it. I do get it. I get the math. I get the whole thing. But at some point. Um, the market responds to value. And if you're just buying code and paying someone else to slap designs on it, and even like your only idea is researching a theme for an hour or two hours, and that's it, like you come up with some keywords and a theme and that's it, I just don't, I don't think that's a long-term strategy. And when you go to sell it, it's going to be worth a lot less than otherwise because there's so many other options. I mean, it's just all, it's like business 101 for me that it's just not a long-term viable solution. Um, but, you know, I don't know. It might... I, I, I encourage people that always – I get this question more than anything. How do I start mobile? Where do I go? Right? Yeah. And I tell them, dude, start with a reskin. Like buy some code and reskin it. Do 10 of them. Then you can learn how to hire a developer. You can learn how to hire a designer. And you can learn the process of like getting your account set up with Apple and everything um, and submitting and all that kind of stuff. And that stuff's not easy. That's the hardest part, You know, managing people from different countries and different languages. right? And, and you're not a developer or a designer and you're hiring and managing these people. That's not an, an easy thing to do. Um, but once you've done that, like move on. Like you can't just – sit in that lifestyle and go, oh, well, I've pumped out 50 flappy fishes and I'm not rich yet. I don't understand what's going on. Yeah. It's like, because you need to do different things. You need to build out your own code and that's hard. And, and, at, that's some, and at some point, bring your own ideas to bear and... Totally. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, but if you think about all those things, because I, I went through that process and, and thankfully I was very quick to find out that um, I started out paying a developer and then I uh, found a, a great partner who took it upon himself to learn and he became a partner in the company and 
he does nice. all the development. So, um, but I knew enough um, to give him guidance, and then I found someone else who had a graphic design background, and I pushed him into a UX, uh, like an intensive class, and he took that for like three months, and he's my UX guy now. So, and he knows how to, you know, because there's the language. Like there's, there's, there's it's kind of like those three main pieces you need. You need like the the product, you know, vision management, and then you need um, some great design. And and then some the development piece, and that's yeah. what we focused on. Because if you see the app, I mean, we're, we tried to make it look as beautiful as possible. Uh, it looks good. Yeah, yeah there's no so. doubt about that. Yeah, that's the ideal, man. If you have friends that you can do this with, I mean, I don't know if that's the ideal partnership, but it's better if you already have a kind of talking relationship um, than trying to do it with someone you've never met who speaks language, celebrates different holidays. You know, it's just it it, it took me a lot to learn how to do that. Um, you know. But it definitely sounds like the making of a course, and I think you're headed down the right path in terms of the mindset. Like, cause if you think about what John's doing with Podcasters Paradise, he's got tons of modules, and there's a setup phase, there's a um, account, Apple account phase, there's you know the incorporation phase, you know whatever yeah. the order is, you can probably break them up into n- ten modules, and then each module does a deep dive of like you know five or five to ten sections. And yeah. It's almost like if you if you map it out, you've you've pretty much laid out what your video will look like uh, for yeah. that specific phase because like you said uh, telling people they've got to open up an Apple account versus just literally clicking on the screen showing them what they have to do I think goes yeah. a long way to building little thing, Little things like here's how you set up test flight, here's why you set up test flight, here's how to add an admin here's how to find your UDID for people <laughs> I didn't even know what that was, right? It's all these crazy things, like the devil's in the details and one thing I learned by joining Podcasters Paradise is He's got all the details. I mean, this is everything you could possibly need. And if you don't have it, he goes and makes a video for it. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it, it's really – and they're five, ten-minute videos for guys who don't know what we're talking about. And it's just a whole library of five to ten-minute videos. But instead of me spending a day or a week trying to figure out the right answer or what the tool is or whatever, he just says, here's what I use, and it works for me. Bam. And if you don't like this one, here's another option. Bam. And here's how to do it. And and it's – a. That's exactly what I want. I'll pay twelve hundred dollars yeah. for that all day long. <laughs> Save me time and, and just true. tell me what works for you, you know. And so if we could deliver the same thing, yeah, <laughs> Tyler's going to be laughing. He's like, "Dude, we talked about it for thirty <laughs> minutes, and you're on a podcast <laughs> talking about it." But you know, it, like I said, it comes yeah. out of the frustration of watching how it's being sold out there. So um, I still think mobile's a gold mine. I still think I think I'll be in this industry for the next five to ten years, and um, it's just an exciting place to be. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, when I, that's what the first thing I jumped into, and um, it was mobile because I, I definitely saw saw that same thing that you saw that that's where it's going, and I think it's also a function of businesses, and this is where Greg comes in as well because he's saying, "Hey, businesses, you've got to be on mobile, you've got to have a mobile strategy," but he also helps people start their own mobile marketing business. Ah, uh, okay. So he helps people who want to position themselves out as mobile um, business uh, experts. So they might be a web agency or a pay-per-click agency, and they say, hey, now we have a mobile agent, uh, mobile division or something. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's huge. That's huge. So, yeah, there's a, definitely a, a lot of different ways to, to cut the mobile cake. Um, and there's a, a lot of different people doing some cool things in the space. Yeah. So, um, have, so you, you don't have any trouble getting guests on the podcast. We haven't really even tried, dude. Yeah. I mean, we've we've kind of tried, but... Um, not, dude, honestly, not even really. Like, we just have, uh, invited people we find interesting. 
like Gab was on the show, Tyler was on the show, Patrice has been like a recurring guest. Like yeah. I think Tyler will probably turn into that too. Like just some guy that comes by and offers his opinion that's heavily involved in mobile. Yeah. Um I'm forgetting some people. Oh, we had a uh Josiah out of Australia. He has like he's twenty years old and has a hundred people working for him at this company called Appsters. Um and it's a mobile dev agency. Wow. Uh, yeah, so he was a, we messed up that interview. It's still not live, but well, it's, it's number 14. So if you look through our catalog, okay. 14 is missing. So Josiah interview, the lost interview. Um, <laughs> but, uh, oh, and then we had, uh, Alan Jeer from, um, what is it called? He changed the name. It was Pocket Panda, but now, oh, it's Tap Research, okay. where it's like mobile polling, like almost like a survey monkey for mobile. Um, so, yeah, it, it hasn't been a real big focus of ours, but if we're going to go three a week, I mean, we're all basically we're focused on taking it to the next level. So we bought a new theme for the website. We were hiring a uh, VA just to do like the social media outreach, all of which I build based on what I read in Podcast Paradise or saw. Um uh yeah new theme uh oh we got intro and outro music we yeah. uh built a we got a sponsorship page but we decided we're going to hold off on that um so yeah we're trying to take it to the next level and guests is a part of that so um i think we're probably going to make a bigger effort there uh but you know again i'm just i don't want to like slow down on what we're doing just because i feel like i need guests so i think what we'll probably do is once we have um a good sponsorship thing coming in you know making five, six, seven thousand dollars a month in sponsorship, then we can flip that around to pay someone to keep bringing in guests and manage that whole process. Yeah. Because um, again, the less we're doing on those kinds of things and hand it to a specialist, I mean, like I'm all about that. Um, yeah. But you know, there's so many tips in Podcast Paradise that I haven't used, like Haro and um, oh, there's a bunch of others. There's but a lot we're of just, stuff. Yeah, we just haven't done any of them yet. Like, I haven't even had Steve P. Young on the guest on the show, and I was on his show, and it's like, dude, that's what am I doing? I need to like have him on the show, and he just had a cool article in Medium today about his photo app, and I mean, it's like we're not, we're just haven't focused on that part of it yet, but um, that's what three a week will get us. We'll get to have a uh, much more coverage, much more people, et cetera. Cool. So it sounds like you got a lot of a lot of exciting things happening, podcast related. It was it was funny that, that you mentioned the intro and outro. And when I first heard the first couple, it, the show would end and it'd just be like, what? yeah, That's it. yeah, yeah. We go. I mean, sometimes we were so bad we'd say bye, like we're saying bye to someone on the phone. I, it, yeah, they always say like, hey, you hear podcasters go back to their first show. Don't don't listen to their 80th. Listen yeah. to their first three, and your confidence will skyrocket because they suck too. Um, <laughs> Yeah, we knew we sucked, and we knew no one would be listening, and then all of a sudden we have 6,000. Yeah. I mean, that's where we're at right now. Is that a uh, per-episode number? Um, it's 6,000 downloads a week right now. Nice. So it's, it's, I guess it's across multiple episodes, so I'm not sure how that actually works. But um, Are you in Libsyn? No. We, David loves Podlove. It's like this free open source thing. Okay. So I, I, I defer to him on a lot of this kind of stuff. But, okay. Um, you gotta, yeah. yeah. If you, you gotta see if you can get stats out of it, because that's where Lipson come comes in. No, we we do have stats, okay. but it's 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 um like mobile. It's hits to the. I don't know. He'll be able to explain it. Okay. He just tells me what to look at. I'm like so, oh, that's nice. It's going up. Cool. <laughs> as long as it's going yeah, up, it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And engagement, like I said, has been going up. So, and even like I said, even if it's even if we had six hundred instead of six thousand or sixty 
I mean, even 600 yeah. sounds like a lot. If we had 60 people listening to us, we'd probably still be doing it because we get a lot out of it, too. So, Well, the analogy everyone always uses is, like, take those 60 people and put them in a room, and then you're the only one, th- and they're just listening to you. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, so it's like, okay, yeah, I wouldn't mind having 60 people just sitting there listening to me. <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's true. That's what it is, right? You know, people yep. try want to be in these the thousands of listeners, and I'm like, if, you had, if I put 100 people in a room with you and you got to speak to them for an hour and, and yeah. they sat there and talked to you, you'd be happy. Well, and you know, I'll tell you, I wish when I was starting, there was, my book is all about, like, all it has is, like, links to other sources, and people even, like, on the comments on Amazon say, well, it's mostly just links to other sources, but I really like it. It's like, yeah, but that's the point. I don't want to, like, rewrite it. Just go check that website out. That's what I used, you know? And, uh, And, like, one guy said, I don't get it. It's just linked to other, like, it doesn't resonate with everyone, but I wish I had that book when I started, almost like Podcast Paradise. Just tell me what you did. Tell me where to start. Let yeah. me just start there and I can move from there. Um, so the podcast is like, okay, I wish I had a podcast that I could listen to that just told me what you were, you, what are you guys doing? Tell me what you guys are doing. And the, the idea that there's 6,000 people going on this journey with us, like they're struggling through the same things we are. It, it definitely, definitely doesn't feel like we're the teachers and they're the students. It's almost like, here's what we're going through guys right now. Um, you know, it's a lot like the Dan and Ian DC thing where it's yeah. like, we messed this up and we don't know what we're doing, but this is how we fixed it. Um, so we try to come off like humble. Sometimes I get excited and I come off like a jackass, but, um, that's kind of the, that's not, that's part of, (laughs) part of it too, is like, you're putting yourself out there and you're not always your perfect self. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just cool to have like people doing this with us. It feels like. Yeah. So do you have time to listen to new, uh, other shows and new shows? Um, not really, except sometimes I follow guests around. Okay. Like I was saying, I saw, I've seen Dan Norris's sideways <laughs> picture, like so many different places that I feel like I know the dude, but I've never, I've never traded an email with him. I don't really even know his history. Yeah. I, I don't know what, uh, what his service was before that you guys were talking about. What was uh, it? Informally. And yeah, then, informally. And, and then WP Curve. And now he's got a partner in, um, San Francisco, Alex McCafferty. Yeah, that's the guy on the show. Yeah, um, WP Curve is a home run. I don't know how they make money, but um, I'll be a happy customer. Um, um, yeah, so I follow guests around, you know. But uh, you know, before I, my life is kind of crazy right now because we're bouncing around Colombia because we can't we couldn't find internet where we wanted to live. So now we're in Bogota, um, and I'm doing a lot of stuff. So um, uh, yeah, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, but I, when I do, I tend to listen to like certain guests or certain topics. Yeah. Cause you mentioned uh, tropical MBA, which is a favorite of mine as well. Yeah. I, I, when I was in Mexico before, um, my girlfriend came down, I would sit there and play Madden like, cause I would be home alone all the time. Right. And there's nothing to do there. The water's cold. Like I had the surfboard and we went out, but, um, okay. So there's an hour right of the day. So now I've got 23 more hours. Um, so I would like unwind by watch, uh, playing Madden football. And so I'd be playing this Madden Nintendo game with the volume off, with the podcast going on the side. And it was either Entrepreneur on Fire or uh, the DC one. Okay. So, um, yeah, so I kind of, like, I, it's not like I started a podcast with not knowing what a podcast was, but it wasn't soon. It was probably like I'd been listening to podcasts for three months and I started one. So it's, yeah. it wasn't too far. <laughs> That's not too bad. <laughs> Yeah, but if you yeah. Just, I'm sure you've come across uh, your friends uh, outside of this circle, and you tell them, "Oh, I'm doing a podcast." I'm like, what the hell's that? Yeah, they don't. I don't even tell them because they wouldn't understand. I have to tell my grandma it's a radio show. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's what I say. It's, it's an online radio show. Yeah, exactly. So, um, being conscious of the time, we, we touched on the podcast, and we touched on the, obviously the the app 
success you're having. But you've got a uh, software as a service product in the works or in beta right yeah. now. So I definitely want to want, want you to mention that so at least uh, we can touch on that a little bit. So it's an app diagnostics tool. It's almost like uh, Moz.com, SEO Moz, yep. for websites. So what you do is you go in and connect your iTunes account or Google Play account, and then you can connect your analytics, Flurry or Google. And if you don't have that set up, there's your first diagnostic. Go set up that set up that uh, service. Um, and then you connect your uh, revenue-generating accounts. So that would be like your ad networks. And with those three inputs, well, generic inputs, right? You're going to have multiple ad networks probably. Um, but you got iTunes, Google Play, uh, an analytics provider, and then all your ad networks. And we have uh, API connections to all those. Um, uh, we can then diagnose your apps and say, hey, look, your downloads are really low or they're going lower. You need to change this or your fill rate's low. And here's how you address that. It's It's got a bunch. Right now we have 12 different diagnostics that have a multiple triggers that trigger the diagnostic. And then the diagnostic tells you here's the ways to fix that. So it could be um, either just a, a write-up, like a, a white paper to here's how you fix retention issues. Retention is a big one. Let's go back to fill rate. Here's how you fix fill rate issues. You could have ad mediation. You could do cross-promotion as backfill, et cetera, et cetera. You could do affiliates and then links to the different services that provide um, like Mopub or you know different things that do ad mediation or cross-promotion. Chartboost is one that does real good uh, cross-promotion. And so uh, the idea is, hey – because I have so many apps, even with five apps, with all the data points you can collect from Flurry or Google Analytics, it's really hard unless you have a team to like someone on it um, to make use of that data. And so really what ends up happening is it's like a submission to the App Store and some ASO and hope. And you don't really yeah. know what to do. And I, so we started looking up keywords to like target. App diagnostics is like zero search, zero traffic. Like no one, no one even uses that term. I'm like, I don't know if I should copyright it or what or trademark it, but um, it seems like such an obvious thing. You need to have diagnostics to let you know what to do inside your apps. And with indie devs, which I recently found out is 80% of the developers out there are working in 10 or smaller companies. 10 people are smaller companies. Um, you're not going to have the ability to comb through all this data and make use of it. Yeah. I don't. I built the tool for myself. Like, I'm its first customer. It's overwhelming. And, dude, it's impossible. Even writing the diagnostics and doing the math for the trigger and then all the recommended fixes, it takes a lot of time to, like, get all that right. And uh, and then it's time-based, of course. So you have all these, like, uh, you know, like time-stamp diagnostics, like this point in time. But then you could see things like, hey, your retention's going lower is going down over the last 30 days. Why is that? What's going on in your app positioning? There's so many things that could go into it. The point is that it's hard enough to fix it. Tracking it's impossible. So um, that's the idea behind the service. That's and awesome. I, like I said, I think Jesse from the DC, you, I think you know him, but he's kind of a, he's like, he's called the dominator. He has smart drugs, smart oh, uh, right. podcast. Yeah. Um, he's a really smart dude and he's really into all this stuff. And so, um, it's been awesome working with him on this. And, uh, yeah, I think we're like 30 minutes or 30 minutes, I wish <laughs> 30, 30 days from beta. Um, but I would really recommend if you guys are mobile guys out there, uh, you can sign up for the beta. So we have like a landing page where you can sign up and, and we'll let you know when we're ready to, um, add more to our beta pool or maybe what's it'll the, just be when it's live. What's the URL for that? Appjetpack.com. Okay. Yeah. What else? Is that enough on your plate right now? Or you got, you got Dude, I, got, I got two more, but it's not, it doesn't matter. <laughs> At least yeah. mention them. Okay. 
Uh, this is a good one. You're going to want this. Yeah. So I'm recognizing lead pages is dope, right? Anything that's driving email collection is dope. List building, right? And then social media as well. Like I noticed, let's use Dan and Ian as an example because you know them, I know them. Audience hope maybe knows them. If they don't, they uh, do know. Okay, yeah. Dynamite Circle. Go check it out. Uh, let's say that I follow them on Twitter but not on Facebook and not on LinkedIn and not on Instagram, but I'm most active on LinkedIn, but I only follow them on Twitter. So what's adding a user to all of your social networks worth? I don't really know. It's hard to, it's hard to know, but what we do know is adding an email to the list. We know that's good, right? So let's just start there. And the, the social media networks is bonus, but what, what the app is, is I'm, I, the project name is persona app, but I don't know if that's really the right name for it. Um, but what it is, is you, uh, a user, like, Let's say it's the uh, – well, let's, do, let's use you, Podcast Junkies app, right? Yeah. And so you have your Twitter account. You have your Facebook account. You have your Instagram account. You have your RSS feed to the podcast. You might have a blog post once a week, whatever. So it has a sticky at the top of your latest thing, big thing, right? Not your latest tweet, but your latest big thing, and you can code that in. Well, we code that in, but whatever. So let's say it's the podcast. Here's your latest podcast at the top. Everything below it is like a news feed from all your different services. So any, so it becomes your app, the Podcast Junkie app, not a, not like a Libsyn app, like what a lot of the guys use, right? Yeah. Even guys like uh, Dumas, that's just like a regular app that is like a recreation of his feed, of his one feed, RSS feed. Yeah. So basically, it's going to be a news feed of everything that's happening with you across all your platforms. Gotcha. And then the other tab would be all the pictures. But the idea is that you wouldn't be able to see the feed unless you sign in and follow. It's like sign in and follow is the button you click to then have access to the feed. And if you're a fan enough to download the app, you're a fan enough to like follow them. Yeah, so, that's true. Um, yeah, and so then you don't you ne- you're always seeing what's going on. Mobile allows so many things like push notifications and little uh, alerts at the top that says, "Hey, there's a new podcast." And and then of course you can do email collection and you can do pop-ups that ask for email collections. You can do there's so much you can do with mobile that isn't being used, and it just seems like, gosh, this is so this is such it's an o- easy almost, thing to solve. It's almost like uh, the Lipson app, um, and I'll provide a show link uh, link to that. But for folks, um, very quickly, if you're a member of of Lipson. As an enhan- uh, an, a, a premium member, you get access to the creation of a very simple app in the App Store. So it sounds like what you're doing is that plus the social socialization right. aspect and the interactivity aspect kind of added on to Yeah. That. Basically, I'm this dude who's a mobile, builds tons of apps and understands how to put in the – but then also, I'm, again, I'm solving my own problems because I want to build my email list too. And yeah. there's no apps out there that allow me to do that. And Libsyn is cool because it does give you another distribution point for your podcast, like through a mobile app. Yeah. But that's it. And it's because it's podcast people making an app. It's not a mobile guy making an app or an internet marketer making an app. I just happen to be this guy that's an, a mobile guy that has turning into an internet marketer because I have app Jetpack and I have to market it. And that has a podcast. It's like, oh, I'm the perfect guy to solve this problem, right? Um, that yeah, sounds interesting. So, I like the, I like yeah. the sound of that. We'll, we'll have to talk about that one. You In said- fact, by the time this shows up, I'll probably have the landing page because I'm going to do the foundation thing where I pre-sell it. Yep. Um, like, hey, it's going to be 30% off if you sign up. And if I don't have it out to you in 60 days, you'll get your money back type of thing. And, uh, and um, yeah, so by then I'll have the page up so we can, sh- we can stick it in the show notes. What do you think about this uh, URL, mobile and one? Lame or good? It doesn't talk about 
No, it's stupid. Yeah. I know, but it's the only one I could find. Not sure. The other one was like, uh, what was it? Uh, Bonfire mobile apps. But that doesn't have anything to do with Persona either. Yeah, because what you're doing is you're, it's, it's, it's a personalized um, pro- app for your product. Because right now we're just thinking of podcasts, right? But it could be for any, anyone who has a business. And wants to any create content a, marketer. Any yeah. content marketer who wants to create an app around their business. And they want uh, to add social and in- interactivity aspects around it. So... Um, Bizapify or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. So I was hoping. I have so if a, anyone, if anyone listening has an idea, shoot them over to Chris. <laughs> yeah, hopefully I'll have it up before the podcast goes live, so I could, so people could visit the show notes. But that's I have mobile and one like yeah. ready to go, but I, it doesn't doesn't grab me. Doesn't roll you know? off the tongue. You said you. Yeah, had, it's, it's easy to remember, but it's not. Uh, <laughs> no, we'll, we'll come up with something better. Yeah. Uh, you said you had one more idea. Oh, the forum thing that we were oh, talking about. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's cool. Gosh, oh. I'm exhausted just mentioning them all. <laughs> but like I said, I, I outsource everything. Yeah, everything. So I don't even move that's on to the next away. one until I'm done. So, um, yeah, it, it makes a big difference. So anyone listening saying, gosh, I don't get enough done and da, da, da. Dude, outsource it. Quit doing it yourself. Everyone struggles with that. Stop doing it. Just stop. Just because you can do it or you're better at doing it or whatever, it doesn't allow you to do the next thing. So. Yeah, do the next thing, man. That's perfect, yeah. and that's a perfect way to wrap up because a lot of what I'm doing as I move into the later episodes, um, I, I want to talk about launching um, and everything that goes on behind the scenes. And it could be with anything; it just doesn't have to be with a podcast. Like in your case, you know, la- la- launching a SaaS, a SaaS product, SaaS product, yeah. <laughs> uh, or launching uh, an app, or launching a podcast, or launching a forum. I'm, there's a lot of things that need to go on, be, you know, day zero. And if you don't have a uh, process in place or you don't have people to support you in place, you're going to go crazy trying to do everything yourself. And at the end of the day, you're going to miss a lot of things. Well, it takes all the fun out of it. And then you're like focused on the wrong things, like focus on great content for the podcast, not like editing. You can hire someone to edit for yeah. so cheap, you know. So, yeah, I'm kind of talking to you right now. I didn't even realize it, but <laughs> Yeah, yeah I just your, I, your, your I, I, DJ mixing studio out of here, man. Just get the podcast going, man. I got to separate myself from the fact that I like I like doing it, and it's, yeah. it's, it's relaxing for me. Actually, I actually like the, the the listening to the show and and cleaning up some of the bits of it, and then kind of the creative aspect of how I'm going to piece pieces together. And I pull out snippets from things people have said, and I put them at the front of the show. And so that for me is a creative endeavor. It's not something that's like I I dread. I'm like, oh, I gotta edit. Yeah. So yeah. I, for me, I, I'm still enjoying it, and it's it's kind of you know peaceful. I usually do it with with a glass of wine in my hand, so it's not too bad. Yeah, good. <laughs> so where, it's good to know what you're passing off, anyways. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so what's the best way? I know you said you you used to not be big on Twitter. Are you, are you better now? Yeah, I better be because I was on the foundation. I told everyone to email me. How retarded is that? <laughs> it's, it's leave, actually, me, leave me a voicemail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, call me. Here's my cell phone number. Uh, yeah, for anyone who wants to talk shop, it's at Chigi Chris, C-H-I-D-G-E-Y-C-H-R-I-S. So thanks, thanks for coming by Podcast Junkies, Chris. Really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, my pleasure. It was fun. Okay, another freewheeling conversation. That one is over an hour, and I, I think that's the way they're headed because I, I don't like cutting people off. I like people to have the room to express their opinions, um, and Chris is just really articulate on a broad range of topics. 
and I, I think he's he's really uh, got his businesses um, focused and uh, working pretty efficiently. He's well versed in, in mobile apps, so if that's your thing, I'd strongly suggest checking out uh, that Mastermind Mobile 10x, and also uh, some of the other things he's got coming up. I'll put all the show links. Um, on the podcastjunkies.com slash 10 site and uh, you can check it out there. Just another reminder, I've got the eight tools to skyrocket your uh, podcast launch or production on the site as well. Check it out um, on the main site or you can just go to podcastjunkies.com slash eight tools and as always, we're in the home stretch for this new and noteworthy thing on iTunes. Uh, so what that means is uh, a lot of traffic in this time period helps and reviews help as well. So uh, podcastjunkies.com slash iTunes and it'll take you to the iTunes page and you can uh, give us a nice review there if you're digging the show. Uh, coming up next show, Eric Paquette of A Broader's World. Even more uh, niche focused, these uh, guys uh, focus on travel hacking. Um, I thought it was a, a fascinating topic. I love the show and I really wanted to have Eric on to chat for a bit. So uh, check that out when it comes out. Okay, this week's outro music is Mashro Layla. They're a five member band out of Lebanon and they were founded in 2008. It's George's pick for this episode the track is called Lil Wantan <laughs> Lil Watan L-I-L-W-T-A-N and it looked like Wantan when I said it sorry George um, speaking of which we are definitely gonna get him on pretty soon uh, just I wanted to chat uh, and uh, given that we're at episode 10 I, I thought it was nice just uh, to get uh some thoughts about his his process for when he's picking music and what inspires him so listen out for that and don't forget if you have a suggestion for a song send it to music at podcastjunkies.com it's a special email we set up just for that and the feedback would be uh, and the suggestions would be appreciated so please do that and also have a fantastic day see you guys نحنا منا سمنطير ومنرتد على التدمير بس تتشرق بسؤال عن تدهور الأحوال بيسكتوك بشعارات عن كل المواقف